What exactly is a saint? We know the Lutheran answer to that question. All Christ's people are saints, of course. That's you, that's me. Lutherans like to use the paradoxical image simul justus et peccator, that is, simultaneously justified, forgiven, and sinner to describe our sainthood. 100% sinner and 100% saint at the same time. We're saints, of course, because of Christ's merit, not ours. But the popular image of a saint remains. We think of someone who is really good, extraordinarily brave, maybe, exceptionally holy, a miracle worker, utterly certain of what God wants her to do. Except those appellations rarely apply. All recognized saints had their shadow side. The disciples fled at Gethsemane. Peter denied Jesus. Paul persecuted the church. The early church had bitter disagreements concerning Gentile converts and Jewish law. Paul and Barnabas disagreed so vehemently about John Mark that they ended their partnership. It's in the book of Acts. Sometimes the saints are neither brave nor wise nor certain about what God wants from them. And often, these saints are little known. They don't have the fame of an MLK or a Mother Teresa. The saint highlighted in our reading today, this widow, is one of those obscure, unsure saints. The Bible doesn't even record her name. All we know about her is that she was an outsider. She's a Gentile. She's not one of the chosen people. She's not a worshiper of the Lord. She has no means for herself. She's on the brink of starvation. This is the person God has commanded to feed Elijah. It seems insulting and cruel. But God loves choosing people who seem weak to the world. God loves the hopeless. God loves the pathetic. God loves the forgotten. And God uses this woman to feed and support his prophet. To be sure, there are some troubling things in this text. For one, God doesn't seem to have let her know about Elijah first. Yeah, God does say that she was commanded, but she doesn't act like one expecting guests. She doesn't have the means. She only has enough for one last meal. And besides this, she is starving in the first place because God sent a drought in response to King Ahab's desertion of the covenant in the previous chapter. Nevertheless, despite all these reasons why she can't care for Elijah, she does as he asks. She makes him something and gives him the upstairs guest room. A lot of troubling things here, but nevertheless, she acts faithfully and shows Elijah, and again, it's one of my favorite Hebrew words, chesed. Chesed, which encompasses loyalty, faithfulness, mercy, and love. And then disaster strikes. I had a parishioner once 
who lost her only son. He was her last remaining family member in the United States. The pain she experienced was indescribable. I only saw it, and, and like the widow in the story, she was convinced that she had done something to deserve it. If only she knew what that something was. I only saw it from my role as a pastor, but it was some of the most intense suffering I've ever witnessed. If you've ever experienced anything like that, you'll know everything that the widow is feeling. Guilt, shame, despair, and fury. Was Elijah's stay just a cruel trick? Did his presence make God think, oh yeah, this woman's a sinner, time to start zapping? No explanation is given. This woman has lost everything. So the next exchange is extraordinary. Elijah confronts God. He confronts God. And God brings the boy back. But losing her son, even momentarily, tells us how vulnerable this saint from the underside is. And she still acts faithfully. She still shows chesed. Where can we find such saints today? Saints who act faithfully in accordance with God's will, even though they are extremely vulnerable. One thing's for sure, we won't find them where we expect. Jesus calls our attention to a lot of unexpected saints. In his first sermon at Nazareth, Jesus directly challenges the people's smug certainty about their own exceptional standing with God. He reminds them that, despite all the widows in Israel at the time, Elijah was sent to this Gentile widow. He goes on to say that despite all the lepers in Israel, none were healed except for Naaman, a general of the hated Assyrians. You can imagine, Jesus says stuff like this, it's going to turn the crowd against him. The sermon is so infuriating that the crowd tries to throw Jesus off a cliff which is a warning to pastors trying to, teach, to preach in their hometown. Jokes aside, the two sermons that I've preached in my hometown have gone off very well. So I've been, I've been more fortunate. These hidden saints off do quiet work. They may be given, giving their last $3 from their $52 nursing home monthly allowance to the food bank true story. They may be on habitat builds, putting in long hours at service organizations like Love, Inc., making a nuisance of themselves to their con congressional representatives for the sake of justice. And these saints are often from the very group of people that we think need help. God has given agency to these people that we often dismiss. It's especially true in the person of Jesus. Jesus was someone easily overlooked. He was a Galilean Jew, not as bad as a Samaritan, but still a separate class of folks to the Judean priestly caste. He was a craftsman, which did keep him from complete destitution, but wasn't exactly a special class of people in those days. 
He came from a tiny town on the wrong side of the tracks. He was born to a very young mother out of wedlock. His family was forced to flee from Herod. Jesus was all kinds of other. And from him came the salvation of the entire cosmos. From this other came salvation to all kinds of others. The sick, the demon-possessed, the paralyzed, the leprous, the blind, a bleeding woman, a paralyzed woman, during his ministry. And universally, Jesus brings this salvation after his resurrection. We would do well to remember that we, who are not Jewish, we Gentiles, were other. We were not part of God's people, but we were grafted on to God's family tree through Christ. Through people like the widow, through this saint from the underside, God foreshadows and echoes our salvation in Christ. So let's look there. That's where we'll find saints we never expected. Let's pray. Lord Christ, you came to sit as other to save the others, including us. Remind us that you often work in humble means and ways like you did through that widow. Through people like her, you keep the promise of salvation alive. Amen.